Welcome to Weekly Grooves. My name is Tim Houlihan. And I'm Kurt Nelson. Each week, Weekly Grooves picks a current article or news topic, and we explore it through a behavioral science lens. We dig in to help you understand the psychology behind the headlines. The specific topic that spurs us to this conversation is current, but the insights, they are timeless. (laughs) Okay. So this week, I was intrigued by an article written by Megan Brennan uh, and put out by Gallup called Americans, Face Mask Usage Varies Greatly by Demographics. We all know that face mask use in public to stop the spread of the coronavirus has become a politicized issue that goes beyond the facts. But this article took an in-depth look at the breakdown of usage of those masks by demographics. So we're going to look at some of those demographic statistics and then try to understand some of the psychology behind why they might differ. Why are some people feeling as if they don't have to wear a mask or that wearing a mask makes you feel like you're a sheep while others wear a mask without hesitation and can't understand why anyone else has a problem with it? Right. So let's let's look at what the article said. So the article pointed out um, that so first off, Gallup has been measuring uh, U.S. adults' uh, use of face masks since early April, and they found that that nearly nine out of ten say that they have used one in the past. So so the vast majority of people have used them. However, um, there's a big percentage of people um, that currently aren't using them or, or using them regularly. And I think the big piece here is that uh, right now, roughly looking at the, at the overall demographics, that there are uh, 44% that say they always use masks. 28% say it's very often. So that's 72% yeah. that say they've, they very often or always use masks. But, but there are 14% who say they never use masks and 4% who rarely use masks. So that's 18%, which is better than I had thought it would be, but it's still one out of five people not wearing a mask. Yeah. But uh, as you said, Kurt, um, when we first started talking about this, maybe the the, the important data is down in the demographics. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that if we start looking at male versus female, uh, you know, party identity, there are some really interesting aspects in there. And, and the thing that struck me uh, first was gender and how uh, between men and women, men uh, either always or very often are in like the 55% category when it comes to wearing a mask. But women, 81% say that they always or very often wear a mask. So women are very, very different uh, than men when it comes to, uh, to wearing a mask. Right. And and on the opposite side of never wearing the mask, males are at 20% saying never, whereas females are only 8%. And if you look at that, um, uh, there's some other interesting pieces. We'll get to the political identification because I think that's the key one. We'll, we'll hold that off for a while. But there's regional differences. There's regional differences between the Northeast, the South, the West, the Midwest, with the Northeast and the South being at 54% always wearing in the Northeast, 47% in the South, uh, West having 42%, but the Midwest is 33% uh, and, and has the largest never wearing, which is around 23%. So the area of the country that we live in, Tim. 
Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more when it comes to availability and, and what we see and who we see in our sort of our, in our, our work groups. Uh, household income, not huge differences there. Uh, not not tremendous. Uh, college education, not a tremendous difference when it comes to the, the those people who are saying that they always or very often. But there was a pretty big difference between the uh, the college and the non college graduates when it came to never wearing a mask. And and the non college grads uh, were much more likely to not wear a mask. Eighteen percent of them said they never wear a mask compared to only 4% of the college grads saying that they would never wear a mask. Right. And what was really surprising for me and what I had anticipated was that there would be a big age component here. And there really wasn't. So they broke out the ages between 18 and 34, 35 to 54 and 55 and older. And always wearing was relatively same, right? 42, 42, 47. Uh, However, when you get into the never wearing, it wasn't the young people who were never wearing. That was actually at 9% for the 18 to 34 age group, but it was 16% for that 35 to 54 and then 14 for the 55 and older. So contrary to some of the the messaging that we're hearing out there that, oh, it's all these young kids who are going out without masks and partying. Uh, it doesn't seem that way, or at least they're wearing masks most of the time and maybe just not on, on these other times uh, as we look. But there was a big difference uh, on party uh, identification. And again, they, they broke this out by Republican, Independent, and Democrat. And uh, this is fascinating. So if you look at this, Democrats wore their mask or reported that they wore their mask 61% of of Democrats always, and another 33% very often, 94% very often or always if you're a Democrat, right? Independence, it was 41 and 27 on those two measures. And Republican, it was 24% said they always and 22% saying they they very often. And then when you look yeah, at the... That's less than half of all Republicans say that they always or or very often wore a mask. Right. And if you look at the never wearing, it's 1% for Democrats. So 1% of Democrats say they never wear a mask versus 27%. Almost one out of three Republicans say they never, ever wear a mask. And it's 18% for independents, almost one out of five. All right. So those are the those are the numbers. Those are the demographics. So let's talk about some of the psychology behind this. And Tim, you brought this up already, as particularly as it relates to the uh, differences in the uh, regions across the country, right? Where uh, the Midwest uh, has a lower proportion. There's an aspect of availability heuristic here, right? You want to talk about that? Yeah. So, you know, the availability heuristic is, is uh, something that gets reinforced. I, I, I always think about it as like after I, after I buy a new car, then all of a sudden I see lots of the same new car of that model out on the road that I didn't notice before. Um, and it's because now I'm, I'm more sensitized to it. I'm, it's available to me. And when we think about um, in my own life, if I don't know anybody uh, who has who has gotten the virus, gotten sick, or or died? Then it's just not that important to me. It, you know that that availability to me uh, works in the reverse as well. And uh, and uh, sort I think that the the uh, smaller the town that you live in, 
the more likely it's going to be that you don't know anyone, that you don't have relatives or friends who have been infected by the virus. You don't have that personal connection. It isn't top of mind because somebody isn't sick with it or you don't know anybody. So it's, you're more likely to um, not have it as big of a concern. So that 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 I think is really interesting. Um, so we we talked we didn't talk a lot of we said income wasn't a big thing, but there was a there was a slight increase in in income for people under thirty. 6,000 who said they always would wear a mask. And there's something about health impact perceptions there, where we think about this from the perception of, hey, if I am poor and I get sick, this is going to have a huge impact on my on my income or potential huge impact. And so there's some of those aspects that are playing out. But again, uh, not that much. I think one of the bigger pieces of this, and this is something that we've talked about, is there is this aspect of reactance and reactance is this idea that when something is taken away from us that we consider to be a freedom, to be a uh, something that we hold dear and true to us, that we will have uh, a reactance to that to just push away, even if it's for our, 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 our better interest, right. that we will, we will do it not. And again, I've used this example in the past of, you know, I had dental work done and I couldn't eat popcorn. And now because I couldn't eat popcorn, I really wanted to eat popcorn, even though I don't like popcorn that much. You get that feeling, right? You, it's this idea that something's being taken away, it becomes much more valuable. And so there has been this whole element of this individualistic, freedom-loving, patriotic aspect within America where people are feeling like a mask is a affront to their personal freedom, that by mandating wearing masks, you are somehow restricting my ability to make a choice uh, and that it's a really huge inconvenience and, and ticks at my liberties. Yeah. Well, you know, we've like, this is to me is like the myth of individualism. Like mm-hmm. we have this fantastic myth, especially in the United States, about my rugged individualism is what got me everything that I have. You know, not considering um, my race, my background, my family, my connections, my education, my uh, whatever. You know, all all those kinds of things. Um, and and it, it it's um, it's a really limiting thing, as far as I'm concerned, that we get caught up in this 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 myth of individualism. And by the way. Uh, you know, how long has it been? 35 or 40 years since we've had seatbelt laws and people right. railed against seatbelt laws uh, when, when they came out saying, you're railing against, you're taking away my individual freedom so that if I want to get killed in a car accident, it's okay. It's like, well, actually it, it impacts other people though too. So. Well, and it's smoking laws, right? Smoking inside buildings, various different things. There's all You see that a lot. And and it's this idea that, um, you know, for some people it's, you're taking my my away my freedom to do what I want, uh, as opposed to taking away my freedom from disease, right? Which is this idea that if you wear a mask, you can you can stop that disease. Psychology Today talked about this in, in an interesting, and I'll quote here, some Americans place such a high value on individual freedoms that they protest and or resist preventive public health related laws, policies, and recommendations. Some view mask rebellion as consistent with their political identity and loyalty to their political leaders. Give me liberty or give me COVID. 
I love that last yeah. line on there, which goes into a little bit. Uh, you, are, you know, have talked a lot about uh, Jonathan Haidt's moral um, you know, foundations. And so it gets into that. You want to talk about that? It certainly does. Uh, you know, for me, I, I won't go into all the, all the moral foundations, um, but I think that there's a couple that are particularly interesting. One is how conservatives tend to be really strong on in-group loyalty, much stronger than, than liberal thinkers are, much, are really prone to focus on in-group loyalty. And so there's this desire to be cohesive. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense. The, the, the one thing that's a big question mark for me is one of Haidt's moral foundations is uh, sanctity and purity. And, and I kind of scratched my head thinking, well, why, why isn't, uh, and by the way, sanctity and purity is, is, a, uh, is a high pillar within the conservative community and less so in liberal communities. And right, about germs and, 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 and those, you yeah. know, disgusting kind of things, but away from- more repulsive for conservatives in general than, than, than for more liberal thinking people. Yeah. And there's a moralizing around that, you yeah. know, that, that you're not keeping, you, you know, you're, you're impinging on my, my moral purity. And, and it strikes, it's, it just strikes me as odd that we don't have more of an uprise, uh, uprising from the conservative community that this is a virus that you should be keeping away from me, right? That yeah. from a purity and sanctity perspective, perspective it's not, um, it, it's something that could impact me negatively, but, uh, but, but it's it, it, big of a deal. But I think it's interesting because conservatives also are higher on the authority respect component. And so that gets into this. And and Jonathan Haidt actually noted, he said, uh, the most important things for human are in order, A, unite as a tribe, B, fight other tribes, and C, let the tribe blind us from the truth, right? And and that seems like it's going in. Yeah. Which which leads me to my next piece, again, on this political side of this, is this messenger effect, right? We've talked with Jez uh, Groom on, on this in regards to, we listen to those messengers that we believe in. And right. so the messages that are coming from uh, the conservative, the Republican uh, standpoint are very different than the messages that are coming from the Democratic standpoint. Yeah, Steve, Steve, uh, Steve Martin and Joe Marks um, yeah. on the messenger effect. Was, oh, sorry, sorry, wrong, 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 wrong group. Those guys uh, did a, did a great job on on pulling this out, and it's interesting that uh, I, I saw recently that a, a conservative news outlet was was focusing on a 2015 study on on cloth masks versus um, medical masks for healthcare workers in protecting them. And, uh, and the way that the conservative news media spun it was, was saying, uh, eventually the study gets to the conclusions and they said that for healthcare workers, they, they recommended the cloth masks are not that effective at protecting the healthcare workers. But <laughs> this has never been part of the talking points from any of the CDC communication. It's about protecting other people. So, well, let's, let's just call it, that was Laura Ingram, right? So, you know, let's call it out, right? There, there's that part of this. And yes, that message, they're, they're trying to convey that this message is, A, if you look at President Trump, 
uh, he just started, he just wore a face mask for the first time. And it was a big deal. It was like newsworthy that he wore a mask. And we're already in, you know, July of this pandemic and masks have been, you know, man, or not been recommended for months now. Now, this gets into some mixed messaging too and, and, and different things because at the beginning it wasn't. And it was partly because of what you just said is masks weren't seen as being able to protect me, um, particularly cough masks. And there was this idea of N95 masks were needed for the healthcare workers who were right. going to be in there and we didn't want to overrun the supply. It was a but, yeah. but then the science changed or we learned more and we realized that, hey, part of this transmission isn't only about me catching it, but it's about me because I could be asymptomatic in this transmitting it. And so because I don't have any symptoms, but I could still be a transmitter of this disease of coronavirus, that a cloth mask does a really good job of protecting others if I do have it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think with that, let's wrap this up. Okay. So. Wearing cloth masks has been shown to significantly reduce the spread of coronavirus between people and can significantly reduce the spread of this pandemic. Yet, yet there are significant number of Americans who refuse to wear masks, one in five, and we tried to understand why. Yeah, there's a number of psychological reasons why people may choose not to wear a mask, including the reactants, availability heuristics, motivated reasoning, the messenger effect, just to name a few. Yeah. And additionally, there's an aspect of moral foundations that Tim talked about that have impacted the political differences uh, in, into why people are may or may not be wearing a mask, particularly on that political divide. There's also been missteps by our leaders in communication of this, both our political and our scientific leaders, with mixed and confusing messages about wearing masks and about the health benefits of mask wearing. And this has led to people anchoring in or thinking that this could be fake news and more willing to maybe listen to some of those strange and weird conspiracy theories that are out there. Wearing mask is dangerous, per keeps the oxygen from getting in. It's a way of controlling us. It's, it, it goes to the sheep aspect that we talked about. Some of it's a little silly uh, for yes. me, but... This wraps up this episode of Weekly Grooves, and we appreciate you listening and hope that you enjoyed it and found it useful. Uh, if you did like it, please share it with a friend, leave us a review, and right now, go out and have a great week.